Hi everyone, my name is Gabriel and this is the Hour of the Raven, your channel for everything Ravenloft, RPG, Dungeons and Dragons and horror. Today we are going to take a close look at the noble and valiant Wadamay family, the last aristocrats and rulers of Mordent, who also harbor valiant adventurers and champions against the forces of darkness. Before we begin, I would like to remind everyone that this video will focus on the Mordent of the classic Ravenloft setting and you consider the events and characters that existed in the domain prior to the Van Richten Guide to Ravenloft reboot. In my previous video about Morden of the 5th edition, I have made brief considerations about the changes made in the Wadamay family on the Van Richten Guide to Ravenloft. Are you ready? In our search for answers and allies, we participate in a seance. The spirits of the dead give us important answers to help us in our quest for a cure for lycanthropy. But we are attacked by the spirit of Lord Wilfred Godfroy, which possesses our bodies and minds. We only escaped this deadly encounter thanks to the quick help of the twin sisters Jennifer and Laurie Wadamay Foxgrove, who had been monitoring our steps since we arrived at Dr. Van Richten's herbal shop searching for his whereabouts. When they heard our screams of terror, they came to our support, and with the use of a powerful magic artifact, they managed to save us from the possession of the consuming ghost. We awoke from this experience inside one of the rooms of Hitter House, and soon got to know more about our valiant hostesses and the past of the Wadamay family. In the haunted lands of Mordent, where ancient curses and sinister fates seem to consume the noble bloodlines of their rulers, the Wadamay family resists. The last lineage of Mordent aristocrats has its history tied to the process of colonization of that region in the distant past. The family coat of arms has the image of two huge mastiffs flanking an open book with the motto No one would survive but for the efforts of those whom history has forgotten. Originally a lineage of lesser nobles, the Wadamays, were granted lands near the thriving region of Arden Bay. They were allies of the powerful Godfrey family the clan that took over Mordent after the tragedy and scandal that engulfed the Ronier family. Over many decades, there have been countless opportunities for the Godfroy and Wadamay families to strengthen this alliance through marriage. Despite this, the lineage of the Godfroy family began to fade, as the family's numbers declined and its heirs had fewer and fewer children. The decline of the Godfroys led to the Wadamay's rising in power as leaders of Mordent. But the ties of blood and marriage that united the family were also marked by tragedy and death. The first Wadamay to assume the mantle of leadership of Mordent was Lord Byron Wadamay, born in 522 of the Barovian calendar. The aristocrat married Catherine Sutterway and went on to become the head of the family. From this marriage union, 
came two doctors. The first, Stel Wademi, was born in 550, and the second doctor, Virginia Wademi, was born in 561. Virginia's birth was marked by mourning, however, as late Catherine did not survive childbirth. Lord Byron became a widower, and upon his back fell the responsibility of raising his two young daughters. While the Wadamay family dealt with grief, the Godfrey family was experiencing the last moments of their rule. The last member of the Godfrey family to bear the surname was Lord Wilfred Godfrey. The aristocrat consolidated his family's power and influence, but reaching an advanced age, he was unable to have children to continue his family's legacy. Lord Godfrey was in his sixties and desired a young wife who could bear his children, and he sought once more an alliance with the Wedemay family. He and Lord Byron Wedemay arranged for Lord Wilfred to marry young Stell. After the wedding, the arrogant Lord Wilfred decided to move into the house of the Griffin Hill, a sumptuous and luxurious estate that had been abandoned for many years for its fame as a haunted place. Despite the fears and superstitions of the people of Mordent, nothing happened to Lord Wilfred and his wife after they moved into the manor. The marriage between the two was cold and loveless, but the union soon resulted in a child, and Stel Wadhame gave birth to young Lydia Godfroy. Wilfred saw the birth of his daughter as an affront to his authority, as her very existence was a challenge to his desire for a son to carry on the family legacy, and he blamed his wife for her inability to bear him a male heir. Tragedy marked and united the Wedemay and Godfrey families. Believing that his younger wife intended to betray him, Lord Wilfred Godfrey was seized with a murderous rage and began beating his wife with his cane. Little Lydia tried to stop the aggressions against her mother and also became a target of her father's fury. Wilfred Godfrey beat them both to death then pretended that his family had been run over by a wild horse. Pretending to be a grieving widower, he buried his wife and child in a small cemetery at the house of the Griffin Hill. Despite the distrust of Lord Byron and the Wedemay family, Lord Wilfred Godfrey escaped potential legal repercussions for the murder, but the restless spirits of his wife and daughter returned every night to torment him. After a year of constant torments, Lord Wilfred succumbed to pressure, and at dawn of the first day of the year 579 of the Barovian calendar, he committed suicide in the house of the Griffin Hill, putting an end to his lineage. He confessed his crimes in a letter, stating that he was haunted by the ghosts of his wife and daughter and asked that his body should be buried in the Wadamay family mausoleum, far from the cemetery of the manor. With no other Godfrey present, Lord Byron inherited the Godfrey estates and title, 
and the Wadame family assumed the position of leaders among the aristocratic families of Mordant. In that same year, the Wadame family would face one of their greatest challenges, and Mordant will be forever changed, engulfed in the mists. Mordant received a visit from a foreigner, an alchemist from distant lands named Strad von Zarovich. Now residing at Hitterhaus, the Wadame family rented the house of the Griffin Hill to this alchemist, who sought the seclusion of the manor to concentrate on his work. The alchemist was a brilliant man, but was tormented by dark thoughts and terrible dreams, as if his mind or soul were shared by some macabre entity. His projects involved the creation of a machine called the Apparatus, capable of separating or transferring the soul of a living body. Driven by madness and obsession, he tested the machine on himself and separated the dark essence that tormented his soul. This experience brought the alchemist into a state of stress and on the verge of madness. He left the house of the Griffon Hill on a stormy night, on the run, and was rescued by the weather maze. He had no lucid memories of what had happened. Lord Byron harbored the amnesic alchemist in his abode, and helped him recover from the horrors that he had experienced. As he recovered, however, the alchemist and his doctor, Virginia, became romantically involved and began to plan for a future together. A darkness hung over Morden, however. The alchemist and his dark counterpart had a direct relationship with the vampire Count Strad von Zarovich, and with the macabre experiments he and Ezelin Rex, until then his ally, carried out in Barovia to try to escape the demiplane of dread. Somehow, Count Strad and Ezelin had managed to escape to Mordent and had taken the apparatus to the Wadame family mausoleum. They were using the machine to exchange the souls of unfortunate modern Shire denizens for creatures of darkness in the service of their masters. Furthermore, Count Strahd's evil presence, after being separated from the alchemist's body, now prowled modern Shire, spreading its corrupting influence. This entire sinister plot ended with a terrible conflict at the Wadame family mausoleum, which resulted in the destruction of the alchemist and the apparatus, and the evil presence of Strahd was sent back to Barovia. These events marked Mordant's transition to the demiplane of Dread, and the region was surrounded by the mist that covered its entire territory for months, isolating it from contact with the world from which it previously belonged. This terrible event also marked the disappearance of two other noble families of Mordant. The Blackburn Bruce abandoned their states and titles to live in anonymity after becoming the scapegoat for the fears of the Mordant population, accused of dabbling in the occult, alchemy and black magic. The virtuous Mordant family were called by their patriarchs to return to their ancestral abode, and when the mist finally receded, no sign of them was found. Warden was embroiled in a crisis, 
and it was up to Lord Byron to prove his worthiness as a leader. His doctor, Virginia Wadame, deeply mourned the alchemist's death. Despite going into a long period of grief, Virginia was the sole heir of the family, and the new leadership position of the family did not allow the new ruling lineage of Mordant to be threatened in its continuity. Lord Byron arranged a marriage that would help establish his family's political standing. Virginia Wedemey married Henry Layton after a negotiation that involved considerable financial sums and Lord Henry's adoption of the Wedemey surname. Virginia and Henry's union bore fruit and the Wedemey family name and legacy was saved from extinction. Lord Byron Wedemey ruled for the next 20 years until he died in 599 of the Barovian calendar, proving to be an apt leader at the moment of crisis. Henry Wedemey became the patriarch of the Wedemeys and leader of Mordant after his death. Through the family prospered, the lands of Mordant suffered from sinister influences and one by one the traditional aristocratic families of Morden met their end, as if consumed by an ancient curse. The Wadame family were the only ones who managed to survive these constant misfortunes and tragedies, and they continued to lead Morden as bastions of courage and perseverance. The mantle of leadership currently rests on the shoulders of Lord Jules Wadame, but he approaches the ends of his life without finding a good replacement for his position. Lord Jules Wedemey was born in 675 of the Barovian calendar, the son of Calvin and Rebecca Wedemey. He was raised to lead, and he was noted for his intelligence and cunning. Jules was a charismatic young man and a natural-born leader and he had numerous plans to lead Morden to glory, restoring the power of its aristocracy and bringing progress to the region. However, strange and mysterious deaths haunted his family, and the weight of so much pain and suffering befell the young aristocrat. His parents died in an accident while arriving in Mordenshire. The carriage horses were startled for no apparent reason, and the vehicle crashed into a tree, killing the rulers of Mordant. Jules ran to the accident site and saw his parents' bodies. To this day, he has nightmares of this grim vision etched in his mind, with the looming evil presence of the house of the Griffon Hill close to the crash site. Despite taking up the mantle of leadership at a young age, the trauma of this event drove him into a deep depression, which only aggravated by the unexpected death of his younger sister, Elizabeth Wedemey, at the age of 12. The once persevering and hopeful nobleman gave himself up to illness, and his administrations of Morden was for many years distant and ineffective. Lord Jules found no reason to go on, and nothing could rouse him from this lethargy and melancholy. His fate would change when he met Martha Scottville at a ball. He only attended the event to minimally fulfill his obligation as an aristocrat. 
Marta was not put off by Jules' rude and disinterested behavior, and little by little she managed to awake the nobleman from his deep sadness. The couple got married, and Lord Jules seemed to regain some of his youthful enthusiasm. Modern, once again, had a strong and competent leadership, and their married life produced two children, Alice and George Wedemey. Lord Jules longed for his children, who represented the future of the Wedemey lineage. However, once again, death visited his family, and his wife became ill and died leaving the middle-aged widower with the task of raising their children. His son George never wanted to be educated to become an aristocrat and ruler, and preferred to spend his time hunting or studying combat arts. When a young man turned at 18, he volunteered to accompany the monster hunter Dr. Rudolf von Richten on a dangerous hunt, and left his family home to a life of adventure. His daughter, Alice Wedemey, became a lady aristocrat, and in his eyes was the perfect candidate to assume his mantle of leadership. He was pleased when the young woman married Daniel Foxgrove, a promising young nobleman from the region. Their union was much celebrated, till now Lord Jules returned to a solitary life at Hitter House. Tragedy struck the family again, however when Alice Wedemey died, giving birth to his granddaughters, the twins Jennifer and Laurie Wedemey. Alice's death brought Lord Jules back to his struggle against depression. He has grown close to his son-in-law, Daniel Foxgrove, who he has named mayor of Modernshire, and to his granddaughters, but faces now a constant internal battle against depression. The aging Lord Jules is now approaching 83 years old and is in poor health. After nearly dying of an illness, he developed the ability to see spirits, but he has kept such visions a secret, fearing that he will be judged as senile or mad and unfit to rule. He dreads the day of his death, knowing that neither his son nor his granddaughters intend to rule Mordent. He also began to suspect that a sinister force conspired against his family and is enslaving the spirits of Mordent. The only member of the family who truly intends to take the mantle of ruler of the region is Daniel Foxgrove, the son-in-law of Lord Jules and mayor of Mordentshire. Daniel Foxgrove is a tormented man who secretly serves the evil spirit of Lord Wilfred Godfroy. The ghost of the house of the Griffon Hill and Dark Lord of Morden has enslaved Alice Wedemey's spirit and used it to blackmail her former husband. If he obeys the Dark Lord, he is visited one night by his wife's spirit, but if he disobeys, Alice's soul falls victims to terrible torments at the hands of Godfroy. The natural heir to Lord Jules' title will be his only surviving son, George Wedemey. However, George rarely visits Mordent and lives a life of adventure as a monster hunter and fighter against the forces of darkness. As a child, George was troubled by whispered rumors about his family, that they had only come to power 
after allying with evil men and supernatural forces, delivering their doctors as consort to monsters. He never wanted to be a noble or ruler, and he decided that he would make the name of the Wellemay known for their valor and courage in the fight against the forces of darkness. Upon turning 18 and hearing of the work done by the distinguished researcher and monster hunter Dr. Rudolf von Richten, he volunteered to join him and went on to live like an adventurer. The supernatural horrors encountered by George Wellamy also took their toll on him, who became a cold, harsh and determined man, suppressing his feelings and hardening his heart. The greatest trauma suffered by George Wellamy was due to his relationship with Natalia Voryshkova. George met the beautiful and seductive Natalia on his travels through the land of the mists, and the two quickly became romantically involved. After many years, George had finally found a bold and free-spirited woman like himself, and after some time in their relationship, he proposed to her, and they traveled to Mordenshire to introduce her to the family. The truth, however, was that George was being used in a cruel game of revenge. Natalia is a natural werewolf from the lands of Arkandale. Her journeys through the land of the mists led her to confront Dr. Rudolf van Richten, and the monster hunter nearly defeated her. Wounded and humiliated, she had to flee from combat, but swore revenge on van Richten. To get revenge, she approached and seduced George Wedemey, an ally and friend of Dr. van Richten. When they were in Hitterhouse and she finally had the unarmed and unprepared van Richten, Within reach of her fangs, she transformed into a werewolf and attacked the old monster hunter. Members of the Wellamy family countered the attack and rallied against her, and once again, wounded and defeated, she had to flee. To escape the battle, she kidnapped and wounded the young child Jennifer Wellamy, George's niece. Natalia ran away and George felt ashamed and humiliated. Knowing that his niece might have been infected with lycanthropy, he set out on the hunt for Natalia. His quest led him to the Voroshkova clan in Arkandale, and George, discovering the were werewolves, murdered all of its members mercilessly. Despite this, he has not yet found Natalia, who remains free and unpunished and he has made this search his life mission. Those who cross the path of the hunter meet a determined man who will spare no efforts or means to destroy the creatures of darkness. Lastly, the youngest members of the family are the twin sisters Laurie and Jennifer Wedemay Foxgrove. Lord Jules closely followed the education of his granddaughters and hoped that one of them would succeed him as a ruler, but, perhaps influenced by the horrors of Natalia's attack and the bravery of his uncle George and the monster hunter Van Richten, they chose to become adventurers as well. Dr. Van Richten became a close friend of the family since he moved from Darkon to Mordenshire, 
and the twins effectively call him uncle. Lauri is more impatient and action-oriented and has become a skilled fighter with the use of a rapier and firearms. Jennifer, on the other hand, has always been more devoted to intellectual activities and reading and has developed a talent for arcane arts. George Weathersmay's estrangement from Mordant and their proximity to Lord Jules have made them strong candidates to assume the leadership of Mordant. Their father, Daniel Foxgrove, insists that they must marry one of the many noble suitors who try to court them. The twins are more interested, however, in following in their uncle's footsteps and have recently taken it upon themselves to keep alive the legacy of Dr. Rudolf von Richten. After von Richten's disappearance, the twins decided to enter his herb shop and home in Mordant to search for clues to his whereabouts. They found no clues about von Richten's fate, but they do find numerous research and unpublished materials on creatures of the night as well as correspondence with several other fellow researchers and hunters of the Creatures of Darkness. Based on these correspondences, the sisters started the Von Richten Society, a secret group of allies in the fight against the forces of darkness, who communicate through the exchange of correspondence. Through this network of allies, they join forces and knowledge as they try to keep Rudolf Von Richten's legacy alive. The two are also responsible for publishing collections of the books of Dr. Rudolf von Richten and even publish new works detailing unknown monstrosities. Although they never gave up on finding clues to von Richten's whereabouts, the passing of the years and the lack of clues made them move on with other projects. They now do their own hunting and research against the forces of darkness. They are also worried about their uncle George, who seems to be taken by a dark and obsessive desire of revenge against Natalia. George never reveals this to anyone, but he suspects that Jennifer may have been infected with lycanthropy by Natalia. The reasons why Jennifer Wedermay has so far not manifested her transformation into a werewolf is a mystery. Perhaps the transformation trigger transmitted by Natalia requires a rare condition, or perhaps she is somehow protected by some blessing or unknown item. If she ever finds Natalia, however, Jennifer is bound for a terrible surprise. The natural werewolf has the ability to induce transformation in victims of her infections and is able to exert control and leadership over monsters while transformed. For a time, we recover from our ordeal at Hitte House and got to know better the elderly Lord Jules Wellermay and the twin sisters Jennifer and Laurie. Our search for Van Richten and the quest to rid ourselves from lycanthropy rouses the family's sympathy and the sisters seem willing to help us out. When the full moon finally approaches once more, they take us to a secret room in Van Richten's old herb shop where we are locked away during the nights of the full moon for everyone's safety. At one point, when we are locked before our transformation, Laurie approaches us alone. She says that a few years ago, 
during George Weathersmay's last visit. He presented his sister Jennifer with an amulet, a keepsake from his uncle, and made her promise him to never take it away. In secret, he informed Laurie that this was an artifact to protect her against possible lycanthropic transformations made by the hands of the hallowed witches of Hala. She then informed us of the location of a cabal of Hala witches in the swamps of Mordant, so that we can seek their wisdom in our healing journey. After a few excruciating nights of transformation in the cells, we decide it was finally time to seek knowledge of the ancient wisdom of the priestesses and witches of Hala, and we bid farewell to the Wedemay family, asking how we could somehow repay them for their help. They hesitate to ask us, but the twins finally suggest that if we want to return the favor, it should help the search for Hudolf van Richten's whereabouts. If we could pass through Port Alucine in Demondu, we should find and offer support to a renowned duo of investigators and detectives, the elf Alanik Ray and his partner Arthur Sedwick, were also seeking clues about Van Richten's fate. As a parting gift, they hand us a copy of Van Richten's Guide to Ghosts, so that, by reading it, we can broaden our knowledge about the enemy who nearly destroyed us. We finally left the present of the brave sisters Jennifer and Laurie and the austere Lord Jules in search of a new goal. Join us, subscribe to the channel and turn on notifications. And let's go together to a wild and swampy region of Mordant to finally find the cult of Hala and drink from the ancient wisdom of their witches.